It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kick well, down. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And I think thank each of you for listening today. You know, this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in nutrition education for individuals, for community groups, and for small and large corporations. You know, if you've noticed the weather this week, you have to agree our weatherman has had one long hot flash. Even this morning, it feels like a long hot flash. (laughs) Maybe with this extra heat, you might be, be feeling like you're having one continuous hot flash or night sweat. You know, this hot flash discussion must mean we're talking about menopause today. So joining me as our co-host is Wendy Cates Dancer. Wendy is a registered nurse, a nutrition counselor, educator, and she often teaches our menopause class and, of course, you see clients every day struggling with menopause symptoms, yes, don't I you? Yes, I do. I do. Good morning and, to you. Good morning, Dar. <laughs> it's great to be here in this nice, cool studio. Yes. I haven't had a hot flash yet today, have you? <laughs> no, not. <laughs> Except for the weather. I think this is just a great topic today and with the week we have, have had, don't you? I agree. Perfect. People, people sweating. Um, but today we're going to talk about common menopause symptoms. And some simple nutritional solutions to these hormonal problems. Simple. Simple. And we're actually going to open up the phone lines to you if you have questions about menopause. We'd like to keep the questions just to the topic of menopause today. So our phone number here at the studio is 651-641-1071. And we'll try to figure this out for you. Sure. It'd be great. We love questions, don't we? Mm-hmm. But we already have a question off of our new Facebook page. We're so excited. Exactly. We're on Facebook, everybody. One of our first questions comes right off our Weight and Wellness Facebook page. And this is Darlene yes, from Texas. another Darlene. Another Darlene. There's Darlene's in Texas, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Huh? And she says, I live in Texas. It gets down to the mid-70s at night after day temperatures of over 100 degrees. Mm-hmm. It's hot down there in Texas. Yes. Sounds, but sounds like the weather we've been having in Minnesota. I mean, the, that heat index they keep talking about. Yes. You it know, does. today it's going to be over 100, too, I heard. Okay. Um, she goes on to say, so anyway, we know it's hot in Texas. She goes on to say, then between 2 and 3 a.m., I feel like someone dropped me into a hot tub. <laughs> No, the wow. great description. No sleeping after that. Been getting four hours of sleep a night tops. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I bet many women out there can relate to that. I think so. So obviously this lady is having extreme problems with night sweats. And probably during the day she's having some hot flashes. So if you're having night sweats and hot flashes, what can you do nutritionally to put a big air conditioner in your body. There you go. <laughs> you know, I'd like to kind of spend the next few minutes of the show today problem solving with Wendy about how we can help calm down 
symptoms and help women feel normal again. And that's all women are looking for. I just want to feel normal. Yeah, because some women don't want to get into a hot tub in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't think many of them do. The very first nutritional solution to hot flashes and night sweats is balancing your blood sugar. Amazing. It is. Every time you eat something that makes your blood sugar go up, you have the potential to cause a hot flash in your body. I think that's a very interesting concept. It Say is. Say it again, Wendy. Every time you eat something that makes your blood sugar go up, you have the potential to cause a hot flash in your body. So the level of your sensitivity to carbohydrates predicts how certain foods will affect your blood sugar. So if you eat popcorn or pretzels at night before bed, most menopausal women sensitive to carbs will have some night sweats, and And many of them will have lots of night sweats. It's like hitting the hot tub. Yes, yes. Popcorn and pretzels. And people think that that's a perfect thing to eat because yes. it's low fat. Well, and there's some. But it does nothing to balance your blood sugar. It increases your blood sugar. I mean, there's one major weight loss company out there that recommends those things. There is, isn't there? Yes. We're not going to say any names, no, though, are we not. today? <laughs> uh, so if you are carb sensitive, and most people are, especially women, aren't they, Dar? Yes. What foods may cause a hot flash to ripple through your body? Here we go. All right. Certainly wine. This is the first thing that came to my mind. (laughs) Certainly wine or other alcoholic drinks. I mean, immediate increase in your blood sugar. Other foods to avoid would be cereal, crackers, cookies, cake, Coke, candy. (laughs) I I can see things flying out of everybody's cupboards now. Can't you, Dara? I can't. Chips, muffins, mochas. Oh, yes, mochas. Mar- even those cool coffee drinks. Mm-hmm. Martinis, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes? <laughs> pizza, pop, popcorn, and pretzels. So these are all foods that turn into glucose or sugar very fast in your body, making a quick increase in your blood sugar. And, and causing a hot flash. Yes. Amazing. I bet most people don't know that. I don't think so. They yeah. just think this is menopause. and. Mm-hmm. But most women, as they get older, do become insulin resistant and are more sensitive to carbs um, than they were when they were 20. Oh, Definitely. I mean, we know that, don't we? Yeah, no question. <laughs> you know, even those those girlfriends we used to envy when we were younger. Yes. And they could just eat anything and not gain an ounce. You know, watch them when they get 30 yep. and 40. It's like every decade they put on about 10 pounds and, and, they, be, and become insulin resistant. They do, yep. So the best way to eat for hot flash control is to eat some animal protein, you know, three or four ounces some vegetables to actually help to detox those negative estrogens. And we're going to talk more about those negative estrogens down in, later in the show. And some healthy fats such as olives and avocados and butter. And because that helps to keep the blood sugar s- stable. I know, again, I had just had a client the other day. You mean she kept going back and saying, you mean I can eat butter? 
I mean, mm-hmm. I can eat. Are you sure I can eat cream? Are you sure? Yes. Are, you know, I, I want to lose weight. I said, yes, yes, yes. You can still eat that. I mean, we're not saying pile on, you know, a whole pound of butter, but a tablespoon of butter is just fine. It's right. Works. It does work. It works on so many levels. And, of course, with the level of hot flashes, we're using it to balance your blood sugar. Yes. And I don't think people realize how we eat affects our health. I mean, especially in, you know, menopause, where we have all these symptoms. Um, So if you want to not have hot flashes, we want to talk about Blood sugar balance. And we talk about it all the time. We talk about it all the time, all the time, all the time. But it is so important. And on every show, like you said, Dar, but it is somehow still difficult for people to remember that every time they eat, what do we mean by balance? We mean that you need to eat some protein, some animal fat some vegetables and or some fruit and definitely the fat please don't forget the fat one tablespoon of fat could so, decrease your hot flashes so wendy if i wanted to just have say a banana for a snack oh dar would that no. would that be okay <laughs> cuz you know fruit is healthy fruit is healthy <laughs> but bananas are very high in sugar and, you know, one banana is going to turn into about uh, seven and a half teaspoons of sugar in your bloodstream. I mean, it goes in one banana. <laughs> I mean, it goes in, a, you know, it has some fiber in it, so it goes in a little bit slower than some orange juice, you know, or a, a Coke, but it's still quite high in sugar. So you want to eat just a half a banana, mm-hmm. and then we'll add uh, one or two tablespoons of peanut butter or mm-hmm. a quarter cup of nuts Get that fat in there to slow down the metabolism and that blood going into your bloodstream. So half a banana. And then let's do uh, a couple of cheese sticks or, um, you know, maybe two pieces of, you know, either a chicken leg or, you know, two pieces of deli meat. So you then know, you have balance. Right. You know, let's let's talk about, well, we can talk about that when we come back. But I want to give people an idea of what we ate for breakfast this okay. morning on, and cuz i remember what i've eaten for breakfast so when we come back then we're going to talk my, about that yep and okay. give people yes okay so you are listening to dishing up nutrition if you are trying to lose weight and find that if you drink a couple of glasses of wine two or three times a week and the numbers on the scale don't come down in fact sometimes the numbers actually go up I think Dr. Marion Nessel, author of Food and Politics, has figured out the answer for us. She has found six ounces of wine has about 140 calories. Drink two glasses of wine at dinner and you've added 280 calories. That's a lot of to calories. Your meal. That is a lot of calories. That's almost 300 calories. Yes. And what about, we haven't even talked about those ice cream drinks. They can add up to 870 calories. Beer adds 150 calories. Two beers. 300 calories. And alcohol beverage doesn't help you feel full, and often people actually eat more. Dr. Nessel, who has been a guest on Dishing Up Nutrition, also points out that those who drink too much can overwhelm their liver's ability to detox alcohol toxins, which are responsible for much of the damage to our liver, 
heart, and other organs. If you have questions about menopause today, please give us a call. We're here at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. You know, next week at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we have three great classes being offered. And we have air conditioning. Oh, lots of air conditioning. Cool. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) On July 25th, uh, we've got Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods in North Oaks. On July 26th, we got Avoid the Diabetes Epidemic with Real Food in St. Paul. And on July 27th, we've got Nutritional Solutions for Osteoporosis in YZ. Now, this is, these are two-hour classes. Each class is only $25, and you can bring a friend or a family member for free. Well, you have to register that person, but it's free to register that person. Free, free, free. Free. Yeah. Free so. and cool. Cool. We have air conditioning. Did I say we have air conditioning? You can stay cool for the evening and learn tons of wonderful information. So some of the classes are almost full. So call today. It's 651-699-3438 to save a seat. That's right. Wonderful. This is just great. And we've had such a great response, haven't we? So right. uh, please do call today to to uh, save your seat because the classes truly are filling up fast. So. so, you know, I wanted to share and ask you what you had for breakfast. Maybe let me share first. Okay, I I'll had, let you share yeah, first. Okay. Uh, actually, I had one of those chicken sausages from Applegate because I were I'm I was out of eggs this morning, and so I had one of those, and I just cut it up. You know, it's already pre-cooked and everything, and it has no nitrates, no chemicals in it. And then I put in my pan a lot of spinach with a little bit of coconut oil. So I had spinach, uh, one of those sausages. And that was my breakfast. And some Coke. Don't forget the coconut oil. Oh, yeah. I had coconut oil. I cooked it all in that coconut oil. Yeah. So that healthy fat to to balance everything. One of my favorite breakfasts is uh, our protein shake. And that's what I have every day of the summer. Okay. Light. Because I love it so much. And um, uh, and it's uh, just one cup of uh, whole fat yogurt. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting all my good bacteria. Mm-hmm. And then I do a cup of frozen berries, mm-hmm. um, raspberries, strawberries, I mean, whatever's in season. And then a scoop of whey protein powder. It has to be whey protein powder. And then a quarter cup of coconut milk, which is the fat. Put it in the blender. What's easier than that? And off you go. Yep. So there's lots of options to have a balanced breakfast 
in whatever way you want to do it. That's right. And that starts your whole day. And I think it even goes into the evening. And if you can manage to eat that way, you know, we have really worked with many menopausal women. And to get rid of hot flashes, you know, all they have to do for many, many of them is give up the processed carbs and sugars. Now, I agree, this is not an easy task all the time. And for some clients, it's really difficult. So sometimes we actually help them with certain supplements. And when, when one of the things we know is L-glutamine really helps to reduce sugar cravings, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And it works from the intestinal tract, and it helps to reduce those sugar cravings. And then another supplement that we use often and, and is called Crave Control. And Crave Control is just made up of good amino acids that you would find normally in meat, and it helps your neurotransmitters or your brain chemicals work better so you have less cravings. That's exactly right. So uh, when we say amino acids, Dar, mm-hmm. um, we know what that means. Oh, yes. Okay. But what that what that is is uh, it's protein. So when your your body digests protein, it turns into amino acids. You know, that, that that's what your protein breaks down to. And so many women are depleted in that because of the way we were taught to eat because meat comes with fat. And with low fat, you end up then not eating enough protein. And then you have more cravings. And then you have an, yep, an imbalance in your blood sugar, more cravings. So all we're trying to do with these supplements is put back in that protein that women are lacking. And often after people have been eating balanced for maybe six weeks, they don't need any of they don't need the crave control any longer. That's they're they're getting everything from food. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. That's a perfect explanation. So let's assume that we now have our blood sugar balanced. You know, we're eating yep. our protein. Mm-hmm. We're eating our vegetables or a little bit of fruit, and we're eating a tablespoon of fat. Well, what is the next step if we still have hot flashes? Usually women who have higher estrogen levels and low progesterone levels are the ones having the most problems with hot flashes and night sweats. Oh, that's kind of an interesting. You know, when we see clients with high estrogen and low progesterone, We often use, and we often recommend that they use a natural progesterone cream to increase progesterone levels. You know, and actually our online supplement company called NutriKey.net stocks progesterone or Progest is the one that we like best, comes in a tube and it's paraben free. So why is that important? Because you don't want that going into your skin. Any chemical, you want it chemically free. That's right. And most of those creams out there uh, do have parabens in it. You have to watch for those. Exactly. So Progest, the company that is actually the one that I like to use, is the original progesterone cream. And it was a cream that was used in some of the very original research. And that research was actually conducted over 50 years ago. And... You know, I like that ProJust because it's, again, it's free of those chemicals. And I think that's so important. And it also, this is another critical variable. Yes? The other thing you said is it's natural. It's natural. And what does that mean for people? Well, that means that the molecules are almost identical 
of the molecules our own body makes. Perfect. So it also has another important ingredient in it. It has vitamin E oil. And so vitamin E helps to carry the progesterone into your bloodstream through your skin. And that's what they mean when they call it transdermal, a transdermal natural cream. Absorbed through your skin. Absorbed through your skin with something as healthy as vitamin E, and it works perfectly. It does, doesn't it? Yep. It does, doesn't it? Can I just tell a little story quick? Oh, sure. Uh, I had a client uh, one star that uh, she, she was just so anxious and almost, and I'm a psych nurse, I'll, stay, I'll say hysterical, but she just was so, she could hardly sit in her chair and she was talking really fast and, and again came in to see me for menopause. And I said, you need to just sit here a minute. I ran out and got the progesterone cream. Mm-hmm. I came back, I said, now rub this right here on the inside of your arm. And she, of course, her whole life was filled with anxiety. And it was 10 minutes later, and she goes, oh, my gosh. She just calmed down. She started talking normally. She goes, what's in that stuff? I said, (laughs) you're obviously really deplete in progesterone. You need some help. Yes. So, well, well, that's, I mean, when people have high, you know, high estrogen, low progesterone, you know, when we think about it, when do we see people that, you know, cry easily? Yes. That's another highly anxious. Mood swings. Moods. Lots of hot flash. Or if if they're at that age where they have hot flashes, they're going to have lots of hot flashes. Yeah. They're not going to be sleeping very well. And yeah. all those things that can occur. Yeah. One of my clients yesterday, her teenage daughter is having hot flashes. So we have some hormone imbalances in our younger women, too. Yes. Definitely. So let's slow down a minute and ask, why do women's bodies get out of balance at menopause? And what we need to do will come. So remember that. We'll be back. Why? We're going to answer the question, why are women so out of balance? You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you look at habits holding you back from losing the weight you want to lose, could it be that bag of chips? You look at that open bag of chips and you say to yourself, I'll eat just a few, but everybody knows you can't eat just a few. (laughs) And in just a short time, the whole bag is gone. You did not stop with just one. When we come back, Dar will share the amount of sugar in that bag of chips. Questions about menopause? We're here, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, before break, Wendy was sharing a habit that holds many people back from being successful, eating chips. A bag of chips looks so harmless. Just, you know, you say to yourself, oh, I'll just eat a couple, and then the bag is gone. You know, three corn chips turns into a teaspoon of glucose or sugar in your body. 18 chips, that's not many. Six teaspoons of sugar. So if you're going to do chips and a beer, double trouble. So perhaps the best solution is not to buy the chips in the first place. And the more beer you drink, of course, the more chips you eat. That's right. Isn't that the way it works? So you don't buy them for you or the kids. Now, it's kind of harsh, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. But it is the reality for achieving your goal. 
Yep. You just don't buy them. I'll never forget this lady I had in my weight and wellness class, and we were talking about chips, and some of the people had, you know, children. And, mm-hmm. and this one lady goes, well, I have a husband. And she goes, and I have found those chips fly out of the house just as quick as they come in. <laughs> so, her poor husband, but she was determined, no chips in the house. And so that was cute. They fly out just as quick as they fly in. Well, we have lots of callers, okay. and we're going to get back to, so please stay tuned. We're going to get back to why our bodies are so out of balance. But we have several people waiting, and okay. we need to uh, we need callers. to talk to them, don't All we, Dar? Right. Yep. Nancy, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning, Nancy. I, got, I, I mixed up the gentleman that answered my call. I tuned in late, so I was tuned in when you were talking about progesterone being too low. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I'm, I'm going to be 49, and I've noticed through the years that if I eat well, I, I would never have premenstrual syndromes, but as soon as I had a month where I didn't eat well, I would have terrible PMS. Um, and I'm wondering about at my age where I'm um, the per- in the perimenopausal stage, does diet help with any of those the progesterone or estrogen levels definitely 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 it (laughs) and did we say definitely (laughs) (laughs) it it really uh when you're when you're not eating well it it will increase your negative estrogens your more your toxic estrogens i mean if you're eating trans fats or if you're eating too much sugar your body is actually making more negative-type estrogens. So then you get more estrogen-dominant, and you have less progesterone to balance that out. So, Wendy, why do people, maybe we can answer why, one of the reasons that people get out of balance is what happens at menopause or that perimenopause? Why are people not naturally making progesterone? Well, first of all, uh, they're not making progesterone because progesterone is made by the ovaries, and our ovaries are uh, shutting down during menopause. And so they're not ovulating. So, right. So people aren't, uh, you know, aren't ovulating, and we're not making progesterone. But the thing is, Nancy, is your body always makes estrogen. And so in menopause, uh, many women put on that few extra 10 pounds, 5 or 10 pounds around the middle because our fat cells make estrogen. Yeah. So your body's adding a few fat cells to keep up your estrogen. Your adrenals make estrogen. And so we, what we end up with then in menopause, but it also sounds like with your PMS that you had an imbalance going on before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's usually more estrogen and not enough progesterone, which many of us are in this pickle today because of all of the xenoestrogens, the hormones they're giving to our animals, to the chickens to have yes. large breasts. You know, so we're eating a lot of these uh, estrogens, and um, and so we don't have enough progesterone to balance it. Okay. Right so, now, I'm, do, it, 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 I'm doing okay, you know, as far as if I eat, eat decently, but great. I, I got to be extra careful at this age, more so than when I was younger. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, too, Nancy, is that, and this is what we teach people by, you know, eating in balance, and it sure sounds like you really know how to do that. You know how to eat well. Yeah, but it's becoming more challenging, you know, as the hormones change. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. So you might need a little extra help. You know, uh, yeah, I think uh, so. <laughs> you know, we're having some classes soon. We'll be talking about that uh, coming back from next break on uh, you know, on menopause. It's a three-hour class. It's a great class. You might want to jump into that sure. and get some more information. Well, thank you. Thank you so much Bye. for the call. Bye. Should we take another caller then, That's there? great, Wendy. Great questions.
Uh, Kim, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. Say, um, I listen quite often to you guys, and I think I have the eating down quite well. Good. But I've had my blood levels tested, and my estrogen is 427, and my progesterone is 0.3. Uh-huh. Um, now, the guy who did the test told me he doesn't prefer progesterone creams because he said he wants that will just be artificial, and he wants the body to learn how to make more progesterone. Can you answer to that? Well, well I, mean, ahead, I mean, the only way that your body is going to make more progesterone is if you are starting, or if you're ovulating. See, this is what I want to say to that. That sounds like something a guy would say. <laughs> I, you know, we don't, we, you know, how do you, if you reach a certain age. Can we ask how old you are, Kim? I'm yeah. 44 and I'm still ovulating. Okay. Well, okay. Then, yes. Then that looks, when you're that age, I mean, if you were, say, you know, 60, then possibly that wouldn't be, you know, possible to make more progesterone. But one of the things that affects how the ovaries function are fatty acids. You know, and we often talk about omega-3 fatty acids, right? So yeah. fish oil. So by taking extra fish oil every day, that would help the ovaries work. But even more important fatty acid is an omega-6 fatty acid called GLA or gamma-linoleic acid. Mm-hmm. So that is actually the fatty acids that help the ovaries function better. So yes, by doing that and by not eating sugar and these processed carbohydrates so that you keep the inflammation in your body down, your body can make more. I mean, as long as it's obvious, as long as you're ovulating, yes, you can increase your progesterone level. And that's what we would do with first with a lot of women. Yes. Okay. At your age. Sure. Yeah, we would do that at the same time, um, you know, Dar, at 44, you know, your ovaries are older and more fatigued. And, and I don't see anything wrong with taking a little bit of progesterone no, but I cream think, to, uh, you know, to help out. I mean, it's not like that's going to, you know, stop anything. It's going to uh, actually uh, synergistically help you. Yes. So, you know, there aren't, Kim, the truth is, is there aren't a lot of people out there that really understand hormones and, you know, how I think another, things really work. Even a, a more in, interesting part when you gave, gave your test results is that your estrogen levels are way too high. Yes. I think that's the part that you need to help get those, that extra negative type estrogens detoxed out of your body. And... I mean, we're going to talk about that, I think, yet, if we get a chance in the show, is how how you How do you can. keep it in balance? Yeah. Because, yeah, that's the important thing. So, so was that helpful? It was, yep. I okay. just had to figure out how to get rid of the estrogen. Yep. <laughs> well, keep listening. Cause well, we'll, well, vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. <laughs> yep. Broccoli, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, and do keep listening. Or, you yep. know, again, come uh, to our menopause class. Well, thanks, Kim, for the call. Thank you. Have a great day. Keep cool. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Uh, righty. So what right. we, we had two calls. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex uh, said two calls. They didn't want to wait on the line. Mm-hmm. One was, um, what if you're eating a balanced diet mm-hmm. and still have issues and symptoms of menopause? Well, let's, let's go, let's start, start, start talking again is, you know, why do we get out of balance? And basically. Exactly. I think, I think that gonna, would help. That's the, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's going to answer yeah. that question. So 
So when we look at why women's bodies get out of balance at menopause, the answer is at menopause, women stop ovulating or become very inconsistent with their uh, ovulating. When you stop ovulating, just like you said before, Dar, you no longer are making progesterone. The same happens when women are on birth control pills. And most women don't know that. They stop ovulating and stop making progesterone. Yes. Low levels of progesterone can lead to hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, inability to get a good night's sleep. Now we're talking deep sleep. Uh, Anxiety. Weight gain. This can happen at menopause, but it can be a side effect also of birth control pills. Yeah, let's look at those symptoms again. You know, inability to get a good night's sleep, anxiety, mood swings, weight gain, all kinds of things when you're not making enough progesterone. Amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. So it's time to take a break already. Already? Already. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you want to know more about staying healthy through menopause and controlling those hormonal symptoms that Dar just told us about, we are actually teaching the hot flash solutions for perimenopause and menopause three times this summer Mm -hmm. on July 25th. Now, that's this Monday uh, in Lakeville with Kate. She's a great teacher. Uh, August 9th, that's a Tuesday in St. Paul, and I'll be teaching that class. The pro. And <laughs> and the other pro. Wednesday, August 24th, NYZ with Dar. This is a three-hour class packed with real solutions for symptoms of menopause. To sign up, give us a call today at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com and sign up online. We'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. Welcome back to Ditching Up Nutrition. You know, I believe as women, we need to learn the most we can about our bodies, including which foods nourish us and which ones harm us. And we have had a lot of callers that haven't wanted to stay on the line this morning, and they've had lots of questions, haven't Great they? Great questions. Yes. One, uh, you know, and one was on hair loss, one was on vaginal dryness, osteoporosis, uh, all these things that, um, and why do we have such high negative toxic estrogens? And, you know, would progesterone help with if the people are on birth control pills and all kinds of different questions? And I have to say, take one of the our menopause classes. You know, we're we're giving them three times this summer. I think that's a perfect solution. It's a three-hour class. We cover all these things in detail. Exactly. And the difference, because it can be so confusing. What's the difference between, you know, what's a phytoestrogen? Uh, what's a, you know, what's the difference between animal and, uh, uh, you know, plant-based estrogens? Yes. What's safe and what's not? Because there's so much misinformation out there. Yes. So, so let's go back and talk a little bit more about just that. We talked about natural progesterone, didn't we? Yes, we did. And it's really a very simple solution. And it's just natural progesterone. And it comes in a cream, and you can use it once or twice a day. And usually you only use a small amount, like a quarter of a teaspoon, maybe half a teaspoon. And what it is, that little bit restores the natural, normal level that you would make if you were ovulating. Exactly. Normal progesterone levels. And for if you're just tuning in, when we say natural, 
uh, what we mean is it's a molecule that's identical to the molecule that your own body makes. It's not That's artificial. what we want. We don't want... An artificial one. Can I say horse urine? Yes. We don't want horse urine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was, anyway, whatever. Um, so just to alleviate any fears about hormone replacement, natural progesterone is made from wild yam root and has been used for over 50 years with absolutely no negative reports ever being registered on progesterone cream. Um, yes, and that's pretty amazing because a lot of women use it. Exactly. The only thing that can happen if you slather on too much, some people, you know, you get up with the hot flash, give me the whole tube. <laughs> well, you don't want to do that. You want to just follow the directions one uh, quarter of a teaspoon. The only thing that can happen if you use too much progesterone is you can gain weight. And some women, again, using too much can feel tired. So you don't want to use too much of a good thing. Not too much progesterone. Normally, when women ovulate, they produce 20 milligrams of progesterone. We believe this is the exact correct amount for us to be using. And in our progest, one quarter teaspoon, 20 milligrams of progesterone with some lovely vitamin E that just, as you absorb it right into your skin, and voila. Oh, we can increase our progesterone. So once women balance blood sugars with a balanced eating plan, eliminate sugars and processed carbs, and use a little progest, usually for most women, hot flashes are gone. But once in a while, as we know, we have to go to the next level. So what is that next step? The next level. So let's say we're eating protein <laughs> We're eating our good uh, vegetables, a little bit of fruit. We're eating our fat. We have our blood sugar balanced. We have take a little bit of progesterone cream. And just like uh, Kim, who called us, that had a very high estrogen level, mm-hmm. right? That's right. How do we get rid of all of this uh, high estrogen that we're all carrying around? The next level is to support our liver from detoxing these excess estrogens. This in itself, um, you know, will help us lower the estrogen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's confusing, isn't it? Because I think so many of us think that because we're in menopause, we have deficient amounts of estrogen. Yes. And so that's confusing, isn't well, it? Well, that's what we've been told. So it creates a lot of confusion because, again, like I said, We've been told, and like you said, Dar, we've lo- we've been told that it's the estrogen. I mean, everybody talks about estrogen. Few people are talking about progesterone, mm-hmm. right? So it's just simply not true that we need more estrogen. We don't. In fact, uh, again, we call this estrogen dominance. And it's like, again, when our bodies are uh, so broken down, we're not getting rid of these toxic estrogens. So estrogen dominance not only puts you at risk for hot flashes, but high estrogen levels also put you at risk for many other things like the big C, cancer, mm-hmm. especially breast cancer. Why do we have so many women with breast cancer these days? So then you say, okay, how do you go about detoxing excess levels of estrogens? Well, I mean, I think you kind of let 
let the story out before, you know, when we were on that call is that you have to eat more vegetables, you know, and you need the vegetables, the green vegetables like, you know, Brussels sprouts are great, broccoli, spinach, cabbage, kale, and those naturally help your body detox those bad estrogens. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we've got to get these vegetables in, but we also uh, need to, you know, like I said, detox this excess estrogen, and sometimes our body needs help, mm-hmm. um, especially if you can't eat enough vegetables. But, you know, our favorite supplement to help the liver detox, and we've had such wonderful success with this, haven't we, Dar? Yes, we have. It's called Factors. And I often have women use that supplement for two to three months. Um, we just, uh, we know we can u- use it much longer if we yes, need it. It's an extremely it safe supplement. Again, we're talking about vitamins uh, here to help your body detox. Estrofactors. And it's very helpful for hot flashes. It's helpful for acne, mood swings, and even hormonal migraines. I must warn you that if you're taking birth control medication, though, uh, astrofactors can reduce the effectiveness of the birth of the control if they're, if they're using it for birth control. So we don't want anyone calling us up saying, <laughs> you made me pregnant. <laughs> so, you know, you, we, you've been hearing that there are many solutions to hot flashes and night sweats. And, you know, there's many solutions for other menopausal symptoms. Yes, yeah, so please join myself uh, uh, and Dar and Kate for our wonderful uh, menopause class. And um, we believe, as women, we need to learn the most that we can about our bodies, including which foods nourish us and which foods harm us. And we really believe, and that's why we're repeating that statement, we really believe that that is so true. Right, we? exactly. Which foods decrease menopausal symptoms and which foods increase menopausal symptoms. It's very important for us to practice good nutrition habits long before and during menopause. And eat, you know, real fats like olive oil, avocado, nuts, butter, coconut oil, and include vegetables at every meal. And that's why I did spinach this morning. Vegetables at every meal for metabolism support eat at least Four ounces of protein, animal protein, at two meals per day. Balanced foods leads to balanced hormones and balanced moods. And we'll be back next week with Dishing Up Nutrition. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.